folks out there in radio podcast land throughout the interwebs and the universe and everywhere else in between this is the original fool and papa fool coming to you guys trying to do a little bit different setup here so we'll see basically how this works and what goes into it overall with all these different kinds of wonderful gadgets and gasmos that can basically do all different kinds of things uh, to create a podcast and what goes into it had a few things here and there since the last time we've basically been polluting the airwaves with our nonsense, as you would basically call it, or anything else kind of in between. So a lot has basically transpired since the last time we were doing this, even though it's only been a few weeks. Uh, a lot of different craziness, a lot of different things to kind of break down and to kind of look at overall and everything else kind of in between. So this week we wanted to kind of talk about just a couple of different things uh, with the NFC and the AFC as far as the NFL goes. And then we got a couple of different uh, coaching changes and a few other things that have happened in the college football world since the last time we basically talked to you guys and everything else. And then we'll try to give our fools fixings basically overall throughout uh, what we think is going on right now and give you guys a couple of different tips and a few things here and there uh, to kind of look at. So, the first one we wanted to basically just kind of go through and look at, uh, I guess we'll start over here at the AFC and what goes down with the NFL and a couple of different things. So the last time we were basically talking to y'all and trying to let y'all know about what we thought was happening, everybody was all wondering about the New England Patriots and what's going to happen with them and everything else kind of in between. And so now that thing has kind of basically changed to where we're now looking at a couple of different teams, specifically the Tennessee Titans. And the question there, at least for most people's mindset, is are the Tennessee Titans the number one team in the AFC? And they are currently trying to figure out a way to not screw it up and not lose home field advantage all right, while they're getting Derrick Henry back. So that's the basic question right there is, are the Titans the number one team in the AFC kind of moving forward? And I'll kind of go first, at least kind of talk about this just a little bit. Uh, to me, the Titans are still not the best team in the AFC. Now, does that mean will they win out and will they do all this stuff that they need to do to try to basically become a Super Bowl contender? Now, that's something entirely different. Uh my whole thing on the Titans this year has been they play to their competition, which does not bode well playing the Houston Texans for home field advantage on the line. Uh, they've already screwed this up once where they've ended up having some issues with the Texans and the Jets and some other teams kind of moving forward. Um, does that bode well for the playoffs? If they play their level of competition, then, yeah, it bodes well. Could they end up screwing the whole thing up this weekend? Um, I – I don't like the chances because they've just been so up and down, up and down, all right, kind of overall throughout everything you got kind of moving forward and going in between. Well, I, I, I'm with you a little bit. I, I will say this much. I think Mike Vrabel, I don't think he will, but he probably ought to get coach of the year uh, simply because of what they've been able to do with the number of injuries they've had. There's been a lot of injuries on a lot of teams, but, but, 
to lose. I, I think when everybody, when Derrick Henry went out, everybody said that's the end of the Titans this year. And somehow, somehow, was just like you say, week to week, they play up or down the level of their competition. I tell you what, I never would have expected last week they would have beat Miami as badly as they beat Miami. No, I don't think anybody would have predicted uh, that. I, I, th- I think people think they would have won, but I didn't oh, yeah. see that. I didn't see that come at all. You almost, it almost looked to me like Miami just gave up after a little while. They certainly didn't like playing in that weather. No, it was uh, cold, wet, and nasty, and everywhere. I think but, but you know, people that don't know enough about this rivalry, and it really is, and I think it's more a rivalry for Houston than it is for uh, oh, the yeah. Titans. There's a, chip, there's a chip on their shoulder, and as bad a as, year as they've had, they've played better lately. Uh, and, and really, they started playing better when they beat the Titans. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but the Titans have a lot to, to, to gain, obviously. I mean, getting that home field advantage to the playoffs would be huge. Now, the, the question is, is will they play Derrick Henry? Um, the, the, the take I'm hearing from people in the know is he'll be dressed, he'll be available, but unless they absolutely have to have him for some reason, I don't see him playing. You know, I think that's probably the MO of what they're going to have. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because he's going to get another week off, but yeah. he'll start getting – you know, pads on him and lathered up just to basically kind of see what's going on. If they win, if they don't win, then they're going to have to go right into it. And he's going to be coming off of, you know, nine, 10 week off spell where he's not had any kind of contact or anything else in between. But if there's anybody that could, could handle that, I think it'd be him. Yeah. You would imagine. He's such a beast as far as conditioning. I I don't think he's going to have a lot of rust relatively speaking. No, But, but you never know. No, I mean, you don't ever truly know as far as how people are going to react to certain things after certain injuries. And that's the thing where are the Titans the top team in the AFC? Like I said, I still don't think they are. I don't think they're the top team in the AFC, but they've earned the right to be where they are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nobody nobody can accuse them of backing into anything. No, and that's the thing. Like, Vrabel, Coach of the Year, yeah, definitely up there in the top two uh, for sure. If he doesn't get it overall, he definitely has to be in the running for everything else. And then the next one we wanted to kind of look at was a team that was at one point everybody was all aboard in the AFC uh, up in western New York with the Buffalo Bills, and now we're kind of looking at them being in a little bit of trouble and trying to back their way – well, not really back their way in, but try to figure out can they figure out a way to kind of – give themselves a little bit of momentum and some other different things kind of moving forward to be able to roll into the playoffs without any kind of big deal. Uh, my issue here are the bills in trouble. That was kind of the question. I, I don't, only reason the bills are in trouble is basically one reason is the division they are in the AFC East because the new England Patriots sit very, very large and I know the Bills beat them pretty handily the last time they played with all this other stuff kind of in between. Uh, but that is where you see the New England Patriots sit very, very large in that division moving forward and what's going to basically happen at the end of the day uh, with that. And then the Dolphins was, again, something that they nobody really expected and was kind of a thing where they started riding the wave and kind of made a big splash at one particular point in time. So who knows? We'll see. But I don't. I don't like the Bills' chances just because, like I said, 
the New England Patriots and what they bring to the table right now kind of moving forward? Well, I, I, I see in the Bills the same thing that, that the last time we were talking was what kind of what the Chiefs uh, went through for a little bit of a spell there. Everybody said, what happened to Kansas City? Well, I don't think a lot happened to Kansas City. I think Kansas City is still <laughs> Kansas City. It's right. just one of those. It's the NFL, and, and it's what they want. Parody is the name of the game, and, and Roger Goodell sitting there lapping this up with, with the way some of these teams go through these mini slumps, which is what KC went through. And I think that's kind of what the Bills are going through. I, the talent is absolutely there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but like you say, uh, Belichick – keeps fine-tuning his new setup there. And, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it could go either way. I, I, I mean, the bills, the bills are for real, but yeah. uh, they just, they just, I don't think they're seasoned enough. And you cannot, or even with the people that Belichick has playing for him, the fact that he's there, that gives you a huge edge as far as knowing what to do in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, for sure, without a doubt. And that's where, again, you run into that particular situation uh, moving forward. And then the last one as far as the AFC, just kind of a little question here and what goes into that and other things is basically who are the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, You know, not an easy question to answer uh, because the Bengals are not the Bungles, but they're not the Sam Weiss Bengals either, at least at this particular point uh, in time. And that's again where you run into a situation where consistency has not been their strong suit as far as everything else. They've had some really good runs. They've had some good runs in their division, all right, where you've got the Browns and you got the Ravens and you got, you know, the Steelers and all those different kind of people going at the same time. Uh, and they play them so many times. But when you see them play like the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they won, they didn't win very handily. And you see all these different ways that they can basically shoot themselves in the foot and create the bungles at the same particular point in time. Uh, I would kind of lean more of what you said with the Bills towards the Bengals right now, where they're not very seasoned yet. I don't see them making it past the divisional round. Uh, this week, one of the fixings things when I was looking at it, uh, they're actually – they're actually a dog against Cleveland. I said, Burrow's got to be out. And sure enough, he is. And we'll yeah, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, I, you know, which that's one of those things. Is that good or bad? I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, with Burrow and his ankle, that's a whole other thing of, hey, we're going to play people. We're going to rest them just to rest them. And, you know, you got an injury or something like that that you're just now starting to recover from. That's a little different than trying to work the rust off like a Derrick Henry type situation. I, I don't I don't think it correct me if I'm wrong, but with all the scenarios, I don't think there's any scenario that could happen this weekend that would get them the top seed. Uh Bengals no. no. Yeah. Uh I mean so you know they they've got a good seed because they, they won the North. But the the very fact that we are talking about the Bengals and that they are North champs, I think they're way ahead of the curve. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're far. They're uh, far. What he's done, Zach Taylor has done, is basically screwed everybody else over uh, when it comes to coaching rebuilds because it only took him two years to get them to this particular point. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, compare, uh, let's compare the Bengals and the Browns and see what's happened in the yeah, last two years. Exactly. Uh, I mean, there's no question in my mind the Bengals are on a huge upswing. The, to me, the only thing they really need to, to work on is defense. Uh, yep. Their their offensive side of the ball is, I tell you what, that display last weekend and the display against Baltimore, uh, holy mackerel. 
I oh, mean, there, uh, Joe Burrow is for real. I mean, yeah, I, I, you, you 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 talk about some of these other guys and how many years it takes to actually prove it. I don't think there's any question that he's the real deal. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that Burrow's definitely going to be something that you see a lot of here in the years to come. Hopefully, if he can stay healthy with everything yeah. else kind of moving forward and what goes yeah. on uh, at the same particular time, uh, but. That's for, you know, the Bengals and everything else kind of in between. You know, you see a lot of different stuff and a lot of different things kind of moving forward. Uh, so, who knows? You know, we'll kind of figure this stuff out and what goes into it uh, in the next couple of days. Yeah. Know, basically, would sh- uh, sort itself out. And then on the other side, you got the NFC had a couple of different things uh, kind of moving forward here. Like the New York Giants, are they going down for the count? Basically looking at this idea of – you know, you got their head coach saying people are calling up saying they want to work for the New York Giants. They want to play for the New York Giants. And I don't understand what y'all are saying. I'm not saying again, that goes back to the same thing where the Bengals and their turnaround versus the New York Giants and Joe Judge and a Belichick disciple and where they're going uh, complete 180 into the end of the spectrum on each particular side of this when you see that. And I don't see the Giants digging themselves out of this hole anytime soon. And I don't. And and the sad thing about it is they they started playing a little better there just after the halfway point of the season. Yeah. Um, But then, first of all, you're in you're in the most scrutinized media town in the country. Yep. Uh, So anything you say uh, is going to be subject to being interpreted completely different than the way it was. Said, and, and he did not help himself with whatever that was that he went into the other day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, that was just and simply because it's New York. You oh, know, yeah. if you'd done that in, in, in Houston or if you'd done that in Atlanta, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been as big a deal. But you're doing that in New York, you're, you're just throwing gas on the fire. Yeah, you're not uh, you're not doing yourself so, any favors. So you, it's like you say, you just you're you just digging yourself a hole. That you will yeah. never get out of. Right. So yeah, that was one of the first ones where the Giants are just uh, a dumpster fire on a whole nother level. And and, they- and 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 with the resources they, you know, that's the thing that frustrates people. With the resources that they have, right, that shouldn't be that way. Should not be that situation. And then you got the other side. Uh, or at least the next one we want to talk about here was the Arizona Cardinals. Are they on the rise? Are they basically trying to come back like a phoenix rising from Arizona, as Frank Costanza <laughs> would say, for Festivus for the rest of us? Um, you know, this is one of those things where at the end of the day, when you get into playoff football, and at least this particular time of the year, when you've got team good teams versus really good teams and everything else and the small little minute details basically get amplified so much uh, at this particular point my one issue or at least a couple issues i have with the arizona cardinals you know are they for real uh i don't i don't think so uh we'll see because jj watts trying to come back i don't really like their defense too much at least right now kind of moving forward uh, where it's at, and not to say I didn't like their players at the beginning of the year, I don't like them now right, because of the injuries and other things that they're dealing with and what they've gone to. And then the other part is uh, I know Cliff Kingsbury, and he's all about spreading it out. He's all about doing this, that, and the other. He's all about this. Uh, when you get into this particular time of the year, you got to be able to run the football, and their running game is Kyler Murray on a yeah. scramble. 
Uh, so I'm not feeling real good about that. They had a really big slump. They've come out of it. You know, they beat the Cowboys. It, it's a good thing to do that. And well, they, they beat the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. They beat the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> and you can say what you hey, want. This time of year. They beat the Cowboys this time of year. Who does it? Exactly. <laughs> the Cowboys are what the Cowboys have always been, and they have been. Well, not what they, not that they've always been. It should change that. What they've been for the last twenty something years, all right, kind of moving forward. Well, I, and, I, and I think I think here again, Arizona kind of went through that thing that Kansas City did. They had a little slump, but I, I'm agreeing with you that that uh, Kyler Murray is is having to carry too much of the load. Yeah. And, and we all know what can happen. You know, that's the thing. We've talked about this before. I mean, the, the era of the drop back pocket quarterback is going away and that's all well and good until you start seeing what happens to all these, these guys yep. and how they're getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what's, what's, how do you weigh that? If you want a quarterback, that's going to be in your organization for a long time uh, that, you know, here again, on any given Sunday, that, that old cliche, I think they can beat anybody they play. But I think they're having to do it with uh, a lot of off the off the book, you know, off the playbook, the plays being made by Murray. And and that's that can only get you so far. That that'll that'll end up playoffs. That'll end up costing yeah. you in late January when it's freezing cold outside somewhere yeah. to go play and whatever happens to that. And then talking about freezing cold outside, this leads us to the last team that everybody has said. And the backwards fools have been uh, pontificating and looking at different things for a while. The Packers still the top team in the NFC and the NFL overall. Uh, Again, this is one of those things where the Packers, I think, are still the best team top to bottom. Their defense is not going to be like the Ravens of 2000 or the Bears of 85 but their scoring defense, meaning they bend but don't break, and they do just enough to create turnovers. They do just enough to let Aaron Rodgers and his whole wonderful band of scoring offensive-minded individuals, offensive uh, weapons go to work, and then that's where you see that. Like I said, we've been saying this now for I don't even know how many months. The Packers are the top team in the NFL. When everybody was on the Cowboys, we were always saying, watch the Packers, watch the Packers, watch the Packers. And they continue to just basically go in and do all these different kinds of things. But if they end up having a little bit of a turnover bug, which kills any NFL team, we'll see. They had that on Christmas Day with the Browns, and then they overcame it again and just basically keep rolling on down the road. Well, and and the other thing that people are overlooking with them, because you always talk about Aaron Rodgers, you talk about his ability to, to find the open receiver and, you know, make fantastic throws. Their running game is, is, is stellar. And, and, and Green Bay in in these in January, <laughs> you've got home field advantage through the whole thing, and you've got a running game like that, and, and, you pound, and you pound on somebody. And I don't care what people say; uh, they're used to that in Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, let's think about who. Uh, well, let's let's you know just think about who you're talking about having to go to Green Bay. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, in, you know. In, in the NFC. <laughs> You're not talking about the Giants having to go to Green Bay. No, you're, you're talking about uh, you're not talking about the Vikings having to yeah. go to Green Bay. Oh no, no. Uh, you, you know you're talking about West Coast teams having to go to Green Bay. The Rams, the Rams, the Niners, the Chargers, and, and, Cardinals, and, and, all of them. Yeah, we know it's going to be cold. Yeah, 
and it's probably oh, yeah. going to be miserably you know, the wet the the precipitation is probably going to be there too. So yep. to me, at this point, the Super Bowl goes through Green Bay. I'm I, I would agree with that, and that's definitely something. So let's go ahead and get into our three fixings for the week. The fools fixings again, three financial burdens or blessings, depending on how it all turns out at the end of the day. Uh, so again, I'll start with my first one. Uh, kind of moving back and forth for this and looking at it and everything else kind of in between. So my first one, at least for this week and kind of looking at it and everything else kind of in between, uh, the Green Bay Packers minus three and a half. I'm taking Green Bay to win by four points or more. So I'm taking Green Bay to cover that uh, at Detroit indoors with everything else. And I know everybody says, oh, the, the Lions play hard and everything else they do, but they always find a way to, make too many mistakes in the first and second quarter and you can't do that with Aaron Rodgers and then the defense like we talked about just a second ago uh, end up holding it enough to be able to cover that one so that's my first one Green Bay to win by four points in the cover of the spread this week me too that was go. that was a, that that spread is way too low I I, I, I saw that and I thought what are, what, what are they thinking are they thinking, you know, thinking Aaron Rodgers? Are they thinking Aaron Rodgers is going to take the day off? I'll, I'll say this about Aaron Rodgers: he ain't going to take the day off. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just going to make it worse. You know, all you have to do worse. is see see his attitude, like when they played Chicago. You know, yeah. and he goes down there and scores that touchdown. I own you. Well, I still, I still own you. you. Yeah, I still own you. Uh, that's the thing and, is, this and, is still a division game. Too. And that's right. And that and that and, and in Packer land. Division games are Matters. huge yep. for everybody. Don't 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 short sell that. They, they play in Detroit. They won't beat Detroit as bad as they can beat Detroit. Yep. And then my next one here that I had as far as this one, I had to look at it a couple different times, but I wanted to make sure is I got Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore uh, are favored by four and a half points. Uh, four and a half points. Uh, at least looking at this one, it's kind of jumped around right now. Uh, but when we saw it earlier, it was four and a half. I'm taking Pittsburgh to cover that. Pittsburgh at Baltimore, Lamar Jackson is not playing, and I still think Pittsburgh is good enough to be able to. Okay, so Jackson is definitely out. Yes, they I said not, that. I, I, I didn't they look said at that at about 4 o'clock this afternoon. Okay. I hadn't looked today, and, I, and, I, and the way it was going, I didn't think he would be, although uh, his backup has done a pretty doggone good job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll be playing for somebody else next year. I yeah, have a feeling. Making more money elsewhere. Yeah, he's he's going to be a hot commodity. Yeah. Uh, and, and Pittsburgh's still playing for the guy. The, uh, if you watched any of the games of over the weekend, all the contingencies that have to happen for some of these teams to get in the playoffs. Both teams have to tie. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what yeah, that? both teams can literally just take a knee and just declare it. Is that is that the Jacksonville and Indianapolis was one of them where if both of them take a tie, yeah. we can still make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Or no, no, it was like if no, it, tie, was it the Raiders? It was something weird. Like, yeah, there's yeah. one of those where they talk about well, everybody just take a knee every time you get the yeah. Just hey, anyway, which is ridiculous. That ain't gonna happen. But yeah. uh, but that's my second fix fixing for the week was uh, Pittsburgh to cover. Uh, four and a half, at least. At that well, time. speaking of, of uh, you mentioned the Colts and the Jags, I'm going to take the dumpster fire uh, game of the week. Uh, it's 15 and a half. The Colts are given 15 and a half, but I'm going to say they're going to cover. Jacksonville, 
Jacksonville, it, I think it's worse than it even appears. Yeah. Honestly, I really, really do. There's more front office stuff coming out uh, this people week. People didn't know about, yeah. That people didn't know about. And, uh, you know, the, the personnel decisions that were made. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 just it's it's awful, and I think the Colts uh, have a chip on their shoulder after last week. Yeah, you would imagine so. And I think they, they realize that they they need to, to to step it up a notch. So, yeah. although I think Carson Wentz is proving not to be what people thought he was going to be, but that's a whole nother story. That's a whole other topic we'll get into. I have I have realized that the way Carson Wentz gets his passing stats. Because I saw this happen last week, and I saw I've seen it happen in several games. I saw, it, especially happening against the Titans, is he'll throw the ball up and just hope that he can get a pass interference call. And more like, and more often than not, that's what happens. He gets a PI. He he's not hitting open receivers. And, that's and, what he's. I mean, that's what a lot of them basically figured out that if we can go about that yeah. process, why the heck not? And that's where yeah. a lot of people have said. You got to try to tweak the rule a little bit, but that's another. Well, especially if you look at his, if you look at his numbers the last few weeks, it's his his passing has just gone way down the tubes late right. year. But anyway, but I think they'll cover. Yeah. So all right. So the Indianapolis Colts win by sixteen. My last fixing for the NFL this week. Uh, I'm gonna take an I'm gonna take an under right here, uh, and okay. you got. Yeah, I mean, you can do – it doesn't have to well, be – I know. That's, 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 so, I got the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm taking the under, uh, 43 and a half, the, the under overall. Uh, cold, 32 degrees and rainy. Philadelphia runs the ball with Jalen Hurts and their running game. They don't throw it around real well. Real well. And Dallas Cowboys are the Dallas Cowboys rolling into the playoffs. In and, January. The in Dallas January Cowboys in Philly. Yeah, in Philly. So, <laughs> Exactly. That's why I'm taking the under. I don't think it'll hit 43. I think that's probably a good call. Uh, that's my number one in the NFL fix for this week. All right. Yeah. My last one is I'm tasting the WFT, not to be confused with WTF. Uh, <laughs> it might be. Or the, or the Commanders. Or the commanders yeah. Or the, uh, yeah. What's the, what, what didn't they say by the 1st of February they're going to announce? 02, 02, 22. They have oh, all their shirts. Gonna do it then. What was it? It was the Commanders and then the Admirals. Those were the yeah. two that people said right. earlier. Right anyway, it, anyway, they're minus, minus seven against the other dumpster fire, the, the Giants. Uh, so I, and I think, I think they'll cover uh, uh, against New York. Uh, all right. So there you go. So you got Washington. Win. There's some others out there this week that I wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole. No, because uh, there's, there's some interesting lines out there as far as everything else. You um, notice, I think we both kind of stayed away from the ones that really mattered. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And so now we'll move into the college football world and everything else. So the first topic we just wanted to kind of look at was, the basic topic and the idea of coaches leaving and everything else kind of in between and what goes into that and overall, and just kind of looking at our basic thought process. So probably the biggest two out of this would be Lincoln Riley and uh, Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to go to USC and then Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame to go to the LSU Um, overall reaction of this, as far as everything else, you know, I, I don't have a problem 
if coaches want to go elsewhere, you can blame whoever you want. You can blame it's on the recruiting trail, whatever it is. Here's the bottom line. You want to go to another place, that's fine. I got no issue with that. What I have an issue with is the way that both of these guys do it. Now, Lincoln Riley, not so much. He said, okay, we made a knee-jerk decision. It literally happened that Saturday into Sunday. Here's what I didn't care for when I saw that is he was on a post-game press conference where somebody was going to ask him, is he going to be the head coach at LSU? He cut him off mid-sentence and said, I will not be the head coach at LSU. Never said he wasn't – he never said he was not leaving Oklahoma, just basically real fine print there. So he knew he was leaving. There was no auspices of I was going to stay, and he didn't inform anybody. And he left before – their bowl game and everything else. I, I I don't care that how that ends up. You end up playing out your season. You finish your commitments. You do what you're supposed to do. That one rubbed me a little bit raw, not really too bad. I kind of halfway understand it, but you need to finish. The other one is Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, um, for those of y'all that haven't been paying attention to this, he's done this everywhere he's ever been as a head coach. Uh, Grand Valley State. Cincinnati, Central Michigan, Cincinnati. I mean, it, it, everywhere he's been, he's done something like this. And it's absolutely 100% ridiculous. It's absolutely 100% horse crap or whatever kind of crap you want to think of or whatever version of you want to call it. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's absolutely absurd the way he did it how it went down, everything in between, and what's basically going on. Look, at the end of the day, his bottom line is he wants to say, I won a national title, and I did this, that, and the other. And be forewarned down at Baton Rouge is if you if you lie down with dogs, you're going to get fleas. If you lay in the mud with pigs, you expect to get dirty. It's not going to go the way you want it to go. Okay, he talked about the resources. He ended up trying to change his accent, trying to talk about his family and all this other kinds of hot garbage. Um, he is hot garbage. He's literally, you know, hot garbage. And it's just like anything else, garbage is a household word. It's a household name like he is. And it and it basically smells when it gets old, too. So I, I really don't care for how he did this. Then he calls a team meeting at 7 a.m. to make the players show up. And he literally has a high and buy situation just to try to save some face. And then he tries to do all that other kind of mess he's been doing the last month. It's an absolute joke. Uh, it's an absolute ridiculous thing. It is what it is, and it'll go where it's going to go. And, you, you know, we'll see what basically happens accordingly. Um, I agree with you pretty much on everything. Just to touch on Riley real quick, I think – I think he'll be a good fit at USC with his personality. Oh, yeah. yeah, he'll fit. Uh, which is not the case for Brian Kelly at LSU. Well, and this is the I, thing. I, and I'm still scratching my head about, you know, do you want to be a big – I mean, obviously you're on the biggest stage whether you're at Notre Dame or LSU. Well, but, this, is the, this is the thing, too, though, now that people started making a point is – Brian Kelly is the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. What he did by leaving that is now he's made Notre Dame a stepping, a stepping stone job. See, which, which is, which is, which is kind of crazy to it's me. Because, it's absurd. You know, you hear about all the stories of oh, yeah. 
of the resources at Alabama, at your Texas, uh, you know, at your LSUs, even at your Tennessee, there's more resources money-wise at Notre Dame than there is any of those schools. I don't care what anybody tells you or what you Well, they collect their own check for their own network. Well, even outside of that. Individually. The the sidewalk and the subway alumni. Yeah. yeah. You know, there are – it is the school in this country that it doesn't matter where they go – there will be as many stands in the stands for Notre Dame as there will oh, yeah. be for the other team. Oh, yeah. Pick them I, his, his thought process to me is just, does he really think that he can step into the SEC? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, you know, he saw Orgeron do it. But let's be fair. All the stars came to alignment for Orgeron. You got oh. a top-notch quarterback that transferred from another school, and, and everything just just happened to fall in the place. He was at the right place at the right time, and you know it didn't continue after that. Yeah. And, and and then the other thing, which you're saying about Kelly, which is just irks me to no end, is he's re- trying to reinvent himself. His, the, his personality, everything that he's done since he's taken this job is 180 degrees from the way he's acted anywhere else he's been. Yep. It just it, It's just, he's, well, and, and I can't, and for the life of me, you cannot convince me that the people in that part of the world in the LSU country are happy with him as a pig. I would agree with that. And this is the other thing too, is um, you can say what you want and do what you want. We live where we're talking here at the Fool's Forest is we basically live, work, and abide, or at least live in a place below the 29th parallel, pretty much here in a different part of the United States. And what you see is still exists. He is originally from Michigan, and he's from up north. How are you going to convince all those five stars in Louisiana, Alabama, Florida, go into their house and convince them. He's trying to act like family and say all this, like he's trying to act like he's from there. There was no doubt Ed Orgeron was from Louisiana. They all knew that when they went in there. Uh, This is going to be a little bit harder sell, and he's going to have to depend on his recruiting staff to get him in there and do that. And he's let go some pretty big names already inside that building that a lot of people don't understand. So he's trying to reinvent everything down at LSU, which some people think you didn't need to reinvent. You didn't need to change. You could change some stuff, but some people you didn't need to let go. He's already done that. So that leads into the next question that we just had real quick before we get into the big game and the final fixings this week. So we finish this up. Uh, over under Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly, five years at their new jobs, USC, uh, and, um, LSU Lincoln Riley. I think he lasts more than five years. I agree. Uh, Brian Kelly. No, not a chance. Uh, it had to be some uh, very unusual circumstances. I like it. Tell you right now. I don't see it five years. Don't see him making five years, three years. That would be a little bit crazy. This day and time, especially, and you know what's part of what's changed that is this portal. Oh, this yeah. transfer portal thing. You know, it used to be say, give a guy four years to get his own people and build them, and and that was that was recruiting from a freshman up or yeah. JUCO. Now, uh, you know, and 
it's a double-edged sword too. Now you've got to contend with, Hey, let's go out and get 15 portal <laughs> seniors yeah. that, that have eight years of eligibility now or whatever. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. So <laughs> with the COVID thing and everything else, I, I don't, I don't, I, like I said, I don't see Brian Kelly being in Baton Rouge five years, I, three, maybe. Yeah. Orgeron was there. Orgeron was there for three. I mean, he yeah. was an LSU guy. No yeah. more LSU guy than anything else. But like I said, we'll see. Uh, so now this week, don't have as many college football games to kind of talk about, but we got two. We got two national championships. We got the FCS, aka one double A, and we got the big one with Georgia versus Alabama and everywhere else in between. So Three fixings for this week, kind of moving forward. My first one, all right, kind of looking at all this and going uh, in between and going through that. So my first one this week is Montana State at North Dakota State, the FCS championship game in Frisco, Texas. I'm going the over 41 and a half. I think there'll be at least 42 points scored in that game uh, overall. That's my first one this week. Um. I would agree. I, I'd go – I'd look at that, too. I don't think there's any question about the over on that one with yeah. the way those teams play. Um, you want to go ahead and do your pick on that game? Yeah, I'll do the pick, at least in this one right here. For uh, So, North Dakota State is minus seven and a half. I think they cover that. I think they win by ten. I think they, I think they, they win by ten. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And yeah. uh, they're they're the bully right now. And you know right. something I didn't know a little trivia on that. Yeah, they they want to pronounce their name Bison with a yeah. Z, uh, even though it's not spelled that way. And they have some kind of reason that that. I yeah, don't. there was something that they heard that a bison is a different type of animal than the bison that's in North Dakota and whatnot. Yeah. So good for them; they've earned it. They want to be called that. They can basically be called that. You win ten national championships and whatnot. Yeah, and it's not know. like Montana. It's not like they've not been been in that realm no. before, but not the way that North Dakota State's been lately. I mean, well, I mean, this one Montana State is not Montana. Montana well, State I know. Hadn't been around like this in a long while. No, not in a long time, but yeah. it's not like they've not been at that level. They have been at that level, but yeah. not not recently. So we shall see. Is yeah. it going to be 80 degrees in Frisco or is it going to be the sleeting and snow? No, I don't it's know. I haven't, looked, I haven't looked at it Out yet. Up there in Texas, that part of Texas this time of year, it's it's one of the – Up and down, yeah. It's either one or the other. I think it's supposed to be relatively nice. We'll kind of see how it plays out tomorrow in the afternoon. And then on Monday, the big one, the end of the college football series, as we predicted and pontificated upon five weeks ago, Georgia and Alabama. Didn't think Michigan would get in the top four. We missed that one. But, all right, it is what it is. So you got Georgia and Alabama. Georgia right now is favored by three points. The total is 51 and a half. Uh, I'm sticking with the same thing you just said with the Ric Flair. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Bama covers. But I take the over. You're going to take the over. Take That's over. interesting because uh, I kind of looked up. Um, you look up at both these. Uh, I, 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 first of all, yeah, I'm taking Bama. Bama. Yeah. I'm taking, Bama. I'm taking Bama. You don't think you got some chalkboard material with them being Favorite. an underdog? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, you, you, you know, Saban, Saban will leverage that for every bit of performance he can get out of it oh yeah without i think i i think I, I looked at this i'm gonna take the under 
Okay. Uh, I, I, I just think I'm going to take the under. I think, I think well, obviously we know Georgia has a good defense. Here's, yeah, here's my problem. Here's my problem with Kirby. Kirby is going to pull a Kirby somewhere in this ballgame. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, which know. it's either going to be it's going to be a, a a stupid time to do a fake punt, <laughs> or I mean, look what he did against Michigan when it really didn't matter that much, sure, but yeah. had a meltdown with the clock thing. I, I mean, I, I'm sitting there with my wife telling me exactly what he needs to do, and she's right about you know taking the time out. Uh, I, I don't know what he was thinking. And, and he tends to do that. And, and in this game, in this game, can't have it. Uh, I have a feeling that's what's going to come in play. I think that could be the difference. I think Kirby could be the difference in the ball game. Well, that's- I like Kirby. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, but, but Kirby over the years has a tendency to, to yeah. the he Kirby gets does come. He gets flustered. He tends to not basically be as smart as his last name would indicate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kind of moving forward. All right. Well, that'll that'll do it this week for here at the Fool's Forest at the Base Ignory Ridge and Viking Valley and everywhere else, kind of in between. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, we trying out there a couple different things. Like I said, we've got a lot of stuff kind of going on back and forth. So hopefully we'll try to get to y'all uh, more as we can. Uh, again, we hope you guys have enjoyed it. Check us out anywhere you can hear us on any form or anywhere that gets a podcast availability, iTunes. Uh, Apple Music, I mean, excuse me, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, wherever you want to get your uh, stuff. Look for the Backwards Fools at TBFOLS on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere else like that. I am the original fool and Papa Fool coming to you guys again. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Catch y'all on the flip side and talk to you soon. Thank you.